Faith to Forum is the podcast for the F2F Music Foundation. The F2F Music Foundation is uh, seeking to enable all youth to pursue continuous and rigorous training in music to their highest level of interest and ability while striving for the best academic achievements possible. F2F is designed to provide disadvantaged students in high schools, middle schools, elementary schools with the opportunity to excel in their academic endeavors by utilizing the benefits of music to enrich their lives and the lives of others in the community. And we'll talk to today to, uh, to Val Lewis, who is the founder of the F2F Foundation, and, uh, and also Paula Atherton, who is a board member uh, on the F2F Music Foundation, as I am as well. But today you're going to find out a little bit about Paula, a little bit more about uh, Faith to Forum, F2F. Uh, Paula, I'm going to go first with your bio, just because that's the way we do things here. Paula is a New York-based sax player, vocalist, songwriter, Shared the stage with contemporary jazz notables like the Rippingtons, Chuck Loeb, Ryan Simpson, Gerald Albright, David Sanborn, Bob James, and a whole bunch more. She's got some uh, some new music out uh, this year in 2020, which is a breath of fresh air. It's uh, the released the number one single from her uh, uh, album called uh, I guess the single is called Can You Feel It, produced by Greg Manning. And I found out uh, both uh, both Val and Paula. Uh, looking back on what you guys are doing, that you share Greg Manning between the two of you, so there must be something good about this Greg Manning dude. I'm thinking. So There's can a lot you... of good things about Greg Manning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I thought that was rather cool that, uh, that, that both of you had uh, uh, engaged with uh, with Greg, and we'll talk about that in just a little while. Vel Lewis is an award-winning Hammond organist, keyboardist, an accomplished singer, producer, arranger whose music can be found on well-known television shows like The Simpsons. Uh, no, The Sopranos. <laughs> The Sopranos, Mad About You. Maybe you want to be on The Simpsons. I don't know. Mad About You, Friends, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and many more. Uh, Bell has performed on the same concert stages with uh, Frankie Beverly in the Maze, OJs from Akron, Ohio, Grover Washington, actually Canton, Ohio, Grover Washington, The Spinners, Whispers, The Stylistics, The Supremes. He also uh, toured with Dionne Warwick on her world tour for three years before embarking on his own solo career. The uh, song entitled For My Love from his EP Colors of Soul is a highly charged jazz and soul EP that uh, superbly produced by Val, combined with the Midas Touch. Here we go, Greg Manning, landing on the GrooveJazzMusic.com Top 100 chart in 2014, over 1,600 spins, 375,000 streams. His latest single, Houston Strong, which he dedicated to all the Harvey uh, survivors here in the Houston market landed on the 61st Grammy Awards ballot for consideration, making it Vell's third song on a Grammy ballot. Vell is also president and founder, as we said, of the F2F Music Foundation. And with that said, guys, we're out of time. Have a great day. No, I'm joking. We, uh, <laughs> you know, Vell, you sent me something here that was I thought really cool. This is from your your cousin Vinny. No, cousin Greg, uh, who plays. Electric bass and has performed on tour with the Drifters and other groups. He recently uh, posted uh, this thing on uh, Facebook. It, it, it's it's a narrative uh, which Vel found to be an interesting subject. The subject of the cost involved for recording, mixing, mastering, marketing, promotion of a single and or album. And in in any business, there are always those who say, you know what, it can't be that costly, expensive, and or whatever to acknowledge talent, creativity, and stuff like that. And I'm going to read just a part of this, Val. 
Uh, this was on, sure. I believe, on posted on Facebook. Want to hire a band? Please review you low before requesting to hire a band. A customer asked me how much it cost my band to perform at his club for three hours. I answered him a thousand bucks. That's a good deal, by the way. And the guy said it was uh, so expensive for just playing music. Come on. And I and he asked uh, how much do you think it should cost you? He, he said four hundred bucks max. <laughs> I mean, you get exposure for the band. Come on, dude. You get to enjoy the party, and after all, it's your hobby, right? Well, that's I'm going to stop there. That's that's part of the problem uh, with 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 acknowledgement of talent and uh, participation in an endeavor. People who make music don't make music for a hobby. They do it because they are passionately in love with what they do. Therefore, it is a vocation, a job, and it is their heart and soul. So I'm gonna I want to read more about that. Uh, what what your cousin posted, about Val. Val, welcome and. Uh, and Paula, welcome to our first, our very first episode of Faith to Form. That's it's right, a podcast, right. boys you. and girls. We're official, I think, I'm pretty much so official. <laughs> so you know, uh, Val, I, you know, you you came back to Houston. You came to Houston from Atlanta. You've been all over the country, all over the world, actually. But um, and you had this burning desire uh, that you we talked about uh, several years ago of Faith to Form F two F. It became. Uh, why F2F, Val? Why did you do this? What, what, what caused you to take that first step and say, maybe this is something we ought to be doing? Well, basically, uh, coming back into uh, Houston and, and just basically recording, I've always had a desire working with kids that uh, they, they need to have something to look forward to. I, and as I mentioned, we're working with kids. I actually started with the school district of Philadelphia back in the uh, 70s and uh, had different positions there as uh, Title I reading aid, also uh, non-teaching assistant and uh, teacher aid with uh, disability students. Um, and seeing how these students usually have... Uh, how can you say, uh, a normal life, but it's just, you know, they just go through each day with nothing really to look forward to other than the next day. That music has provided me so many opportunities to be able to uh, leave the reality and just kind of get into a world of my own hearing uh, music, how it feels to me, and over the years since I started playing music, I felt that there's got to be a way where I can give back what I received from people who were helping me along with my career, uh, basically starting when I was 10 years old, that if I can do that in a way where I can inspire students that are wanting to be music students and wanting to see a career that they don't have that opportunity here in this particular area of Houston as much as you would if you were in New York or California, where those have been pretty much the music hubs for years. Uh, so if there's a way that I can do that by working with the students and schools and working with school districts as I have in the past, then hopefully I can give them some hope to be able to know, well, you know, here's a guy that is a professional. He's been around the world. Maybe he can help me see a career in music. Because so many kids get to that point in high school where they say, well, 
what do I do if I'm playing an instrument for four or five, six years once I graduate? Am I going to be a teacher? Well, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, what else can I do? I don't know anybody to help me with a career. I don't know how to write music. I don't know how to compose and improvise and so forth. So they give it up and then they end up being into just a regular career, working a nine-to-five job every day, and they live their lives like that until they retire. So, again, my whole purpose with Faith to Form is to give students the faith to form a new career, a new um, adventure for them. And I woke up one morning with this name of the organization, and I always attributed to God waking me up in the middle of the morning. It was probably about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. with this name. And I sat up on the side of the bed and asked, well, God, what, what, are, what are you giving me this name for? What is it supposed to mean? And the subject line just rolled. Mm-hmm. Faith to form uh, strong individuals. Faith to form young leaders of tomorrow. Uh, faith to form... Uh, as I mentioned, an adventure or a new career or uh, just a new way of living life outside of what we normally see. And by using music, which is what I've been good at, that then they can have that opportunity. Paula, uh, you're involved on the board for the, uh, the Faith to Form F2F Music Foundation. Uh, what yes. prompted you to, to step up and, and, and uh, get more interested in what uh, Avell was thinking about doing? I've been doing that sort of thing uh, myself. I uh, represent Dakota saxophone and uh, F.E. Olds. And usually when I do a performance in a city, I'll try to do a jazz workshop for them. Um, I teach privately. I've studied music therapy. So I know about the importance of music. And I've uh, always been doing that sort of thing on my own. So when Vel approached me about uh, being on the board for this foundation, um, I was interested, and uh, I think that we've done some really good things, and we're going to do uh, a lot more good things. So um, I like to do good work with my music in the world, and uh, that's one of the platforms that I can do it on. Uh, and it, it, in, in spite of COVID-19 this year, a lot of thing, great things have been going on with the uh, F2F Music Foundation. We hooked up with a, a great multicultural agency here in the Houston market, a major agency, Gilbreth. Uh, advertising and marketing. Audrey Gilbreth is a is a wonderful person, and her team is now on the team of of F2F. And really, there are so many different things that F2F uh, desires uh, to accomplish, and Vel touched on those a little bit. But really, sincerely inspiring students who are interested in music by providing them with advantage of of having their own instruments to perform on stage with professional musicians while simultaneously learning about jazz music in the United States and its influences worldwide. Also, there is a giant gap, and especially now with COVID, a performance gap between low-income and affluent students. Uh, If you don't have, you don't have. If you don't got, you don't got. Inspiring music, students through jazz and its influences worldwide. Jazz seems to be uh, very much a common denominator of music of all different countries and cultures. Building bridges between cultures, regardless of ethnicity, religion, or age, that's what F2F is doing now, enabling students to learn music techniques, key elements of the music industry, the business of the music industry, uh, enabling people to pursue continuous 
and rigorous training in their music. You know, Val, you mentioned before, um, I, I sincerely think that if you have a student who is out there uh, orbiting the school and maybe has lost interest in the educational process, it would seem to me that the number one way to bring it in like a magnet would be to engage them in a way that they would find something that they truly enjoy and they're good at, and that would be music. Wouldn't you say that would be one of the main attractors, Val? Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that actually happen. Uh, during uh, the time at a local high school here, where I was um, actually just sitting in the lunchroom area, um, we are planning on doing our uh, holiday jazz uh, concert there at the school, at the Marshall High School. And kids were walking by, and I could tell just kind of looking out through the cafeteria at all the students there. It must have been easily 500 students all gathered around, uh, and they're just kind of sitting either on the chairs talking and a couple of them walking by me uh, at the table. I was sitting with headphones on and their phones listening to music, and I just happened to look up at a couple of them because they weren't interested in what I was doing. I had CDs on the table and selling uh, tickets for five bucks for the kids. And I said, excuse me, um, what are you listening to? He said, oh, I'm listening to music. I said, well, what kind of music? Uh, well, uh, on my playlist. I said, so is your playlist on Spotify or is it on uh, iTunes? Oh, I listen to Apple Music. Uh, okay, well, it's kind of one of the same, but um, let me ask you something. Have you ever heard of this music here? And I pointed to my CD. He said, no. I said, all right, well, do me a favor. Go on inside of your application, whatever you're using, and put this name, put Bell Lewis in there. Okay, and then there's a couple girls standing around, and they all kind of look, so like, what's, what's he doing? And as, as he put the name in and pressed play, I noticed the guy's head, he started bouncing, and the, and the girls were looking at him like, what, 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 what's that, what's that? <laughs> so it pulled them in just knowing that jazz music is not what we may think it to be from the traditional jazz of years ago. Jazz has evolved to a point where now contemporary jazz music has a lot of flavor to it. It's got rhythm. Uh, there's different forms of jazz music, as uh, Paul and I are pretty much in the smooth jazz circuit. We also have a segment of it called groove jazz, which is one that I focus in primarily. Uh, there's also uh, neo soul and uh, Latin jazz. There's uh, jazz fusion, and in a lot of cases, there's a mixture of these different genres of contemporary jazz that can attract young people when they weren't really expecting to be attracted from it. So then, being able to use that to get their attention, and then talk to them about subjects that might be boring to them, but learning how to use music to enhance what they're learning and create an environment for learning. I've seen kids actually do a whole lot better academically because of that. Yeah. Uh, one example is my niece, because she <laughs> constantly is doing schoolwork. She's in college right now, but I've noticed all along through her high school years, she would study with music playing. I said, how do you do that? I mean, cause it distracts me. And she said, well, I don't know, but it just helps me study and think I can concentrate better. Said, ah, okay. So that tells me right there that music is a really good 
uh, item to use when it comes to helping kids learn better and uh, mm-hmm. excel academically. You know, I got to ask both of you guys, uh, kind of an offshoot here of 2020. Do you guys miss performing live? I, I would assume the answer is oh. yes to both of you. But Paula, let me ask you. Uh, you, you're out there. Of course, you're making music in the studios in New York, but um, and so is Val here in the Houston market. But do you miss getting out uh, out to live events and stuff like that? Oh yeah, I mean this year was a heartbreak. Um, I had my first number one on Billboard, and all my shows were canceled. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still you know, hard. So there's there's that, you know, and. Uh, you know, musicians are, are kind of like messengers of, you know, of their music, of love. And uh, they they have this exchange with the audience where they give out and the audience gives back. And if you're used to, like, experiencing that and making people happy with your music, and that gets taken away from you for, you know, oh. eight months so far and who knows how much longer, it's it's really disorienting. Um just makes you question everything. Yeah. I mean, this is a really tough time for all musicians. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, not singling myself out. Um, it's it's been tough on everybody. We can't do what we usually do. We've had to rethink everything, um, and it just boils down now to like the very basic things. You know, do you have a a place to live? Do you have food? Are you are you safe? Um, we can't we can't go about doing what we usually do it's you know i hope we never see anything like this again and uh i hope the world comes back and the vaccine works and we can all go back to what we were doing before you know i think the weird the weird part of this whole thing is you know back in march we were thinking okay this will be this will be a breeze we'll be done with this by june we'll be back to norm and then your friends start dropping dead from covid19 and you go okay maybe this is a little bit more serious than we thought it might be um, you know, so 2020, obviously for you, Val, I'm sure has, has been a challenge to speak about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've basically used the uh, downtime, as I'll call it, to focus more on promoting F2F and building a better foundation for the programs that we have and to utilize them with music students who are also stuck in the house. I mean, so many kids that I've talked to that are used to playing with their comrades in the band, yeah. uh, having rehearsals at school, playing uh, you know, with the marching band for football games and different events, and they're not able to do that anymore. So they're kind of stuck in the house uh, just practicing, and because they're home, and they've got so much schoolwork to do, which has to be done online as well. Most of them don't even get a chance to practice that much. Yeah. So it's really troublesome when I see that with kids. But for my own self personally, along with uh, you know just focusing on keeping F2F moving, I've also been focusing on recording. So I've got a couple singles that I've been working on lately to get those out, hopefully um, the start of 2021 and using these singles to uh, continue promotion of my live performances as well, to get back on the tour, hopefully. Yeah. And uh, I've been talking to um, you know, a booking agent about that, and we just had a meeting actually last week. We said, well, you know, 
let's uh, get ready for 2021 to uh, get in touch with festivals and concert venues that might still be open, but a lot of them are closing. We'll just have to see who's still uh, available yeah. and go from there. You know, one thing, one one thing, Val, that that we that we say here, uh, we're recording this at Radio Lounge here in uh, Houston. Uh, COVID nineteen cannot stop a conversation. We, of course, are in the audio business. We produce radio and TV commercials, but COVID nineteen cannot stop the music, and that's uh, very true. uh, As we think about Paula and what's going on right now, as you're you're in a. I guess it's a competition. You've been nominated as one of the the best uh, uh, smooth jazz artists, and we've been voting for you, Paula. We're allowed to vote daily, uh, and I think it's a wonderful thing. So talk about that. Talk about that distinction with uh, with uh, with the smooth jazz stuff going on right now. Well, first of all, thank you, <laughs> thank you for voting. Um, man, when I saw that list, I was just like blown away. So first of all, a lot of my friends are on there. Um, and and just really great artists, really great musicians are on there. I mean, Dave Koz is on there. Um, Boney James is on there. You know, very well-established uh, artists are on there. So I was just happy to be on that list, um, as I think anybody would be. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a bright spot, you know. Um, having my number one was a bright spot. You know, when you're in a situation like this where you just feel helpless and you can't do what you want to do you have some of these things and they and they lift you up you know when i saw that i was like oh wow you know that really makes me feel special and uh, i just i just really appreciate it well we appreciate you and that list is is you said there your friends are on your that list uh, they are no longer your friends they are your competitors paula i'm joking they are all, <laughs> they are all good people <laughs> Vote for Paula. Go, go do it daily. Go find out more about that. Uh, the smooth jazz. Uh, I, I don't have the I don't have the uh, the web address handy with me. I should. It's but. a smooth jazz network. If you go on there, it's, and it's um, voting for the best artist of 2020. Okay, and that would be Paula, of course, boys and girls. So, hey, Paula, do you have do you have anybody out there? You, you've played and performed with a lot a lot of people. A lot of great people as well. Do you have any bucket list artists that you wish you could perform with uh, still? Is somebody on your radar that would be like, that would be the super cool thing to do? Well, who is that? Um, there's probably a lot of people on there. Um, <clears throat> there's some musicians that I'm just in awe of, like Herbie Hancock, um, Chick Corea, you know. Yeah. Um, artists that I've been listening to my whole life that, especially Herbie, he just, you know, not not to use the pun because he wrote the song, but he's like a chameleon. Uh, he just changes so much with music itself and um, works with all different artists across the board, and he's always just finding a new way to reinvent his music. He's just mm-hmm. totally amazing. And I like a lot of pop artists, um, I like John Mayer and uh, Michael McDonald, and um, you know, there's there's so many artists that I, that I would love to work with. Uh, you know, it's hard to just make a, a small list, but um, uh, you know, that's getting a, to work with list. any of those people would just be amazing because yeah. I, I appreciate their music so much. Yeah, that that, that would yeah, be a really good here. fit. Did you did you have a mentor? Uh, 
Do you have a did you have a mentor uh, growing into the music business, Paula? Uh, not not really a singular mentor, but um, you know, listening to the recordings of people like um, Charlie Parker and Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald and Lee Konitz and you know all the people that I studied um, and still listen to. They that kind of like led you know started the path that I that I started on, and then I tried to find my own my own voice, and I kind of did that through my writing also because that enabled me to mix all the different types of music that I like, um, old school R&B and funk and Latin and even pop music, and mix that up into my writing and make my own um, kind of sound. But those artists that I mentioned before, I certainly you know, learned how to improvise by listening to them. Okay. That um, obviously your music is is super cool, uh, unique, and you are incredibly good at what you do, and obviously you're enjoying yourself as well. Hey Val, well, I wanted to ask you something. Uh, if you could create the band of the ages, you could you can include your your cousin or your brother there as well. But uh, but if you could create the band of the ages, who would be who would be a super group that you'd put together? Uh, today, and, and, I, and I'm talking about people who are with us or no longer with us as well. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, pretty deep, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's such a selection to choose from. I mean, just uh, I've always been a, a great rhythm section enthusiast, uh, and you know, just looking back at artists that I have been very fond of uh wow uh stanley clark and i uh, have known each other for a year and he's a prolific bass player as we all know um not taking anything away from my cousin greg johnson he's doing a really good job himself but um it was stanley and um another good friend of mine that i grew up with victor bailey on bass um wow Amazing bass players, mm -hmm. uh, drummers. Um, gosh, where do I go with that? <laughs> There's uh, my brother Jeffrey Lewis. He's a great drummer as well. And uh, I can't even remember. I got a blank on the one drummer I was thinking about who passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the, played on uh, Billy Jean with Michael Jackson. Ah. Um, just saw his name recently too, but um, Billy Cobham, great drummer, uh, coming to guitarist. Uh, I've always been a fan of Jimi Hendrix, Carlos Santana. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, the saxophone. I'm not going to leave Paula out. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> fits right in there. Score. That's good. Uh, I like that. Well, you put. Uh, you've got a great group. Uh, of people in your in your 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 band here in the the Houston market is in, are a bunch of incredible people as well. Those are the people that have journeyed with you on on your music as of as of late, and those are incredibly uh, great people too as well. Val, yeah, this is awesome. this is this is all about uh, Faith to Form F two F Music Foundation. Give me a few words of advice for somebody maybe it's a parent that we're talking to here as well but maybe it's just a kid 
that that maybe has kicked the tires and thought, hey, you know, this sounds kind of weird and cool. I might like to do this. What would you say to that person, Bill? Well, I actually had this kind of discussion with kids almost on a daily basis. Uh, we did our music workshop last night and had, uh, I think it was about six kids online. Mm-hmm. Um, more of them registered, but just the ones that uh, participated were interesting because they want to continue in music. Uh, they were pianists for the most part, uh, just learning. And they're not really sure if they want to continue because, again, it's hard for them to see what's ahead. So generally what I tell them is um, don't give up, first of all, because even if you don't continue with a career in music where you're actually using it as a way of making your life, it can do a lot of good things for you when you have those times of... uh, despair or anxiety where you can just go and sit down at the piano and immerse yourself into some music that you just feel like playing, whether it be a song that you love or just playing some chords and melodies that you just make up as you go. Uh, When it comes to parents, I I can't stress enough to parents that it's so important for you to let the kid have some time with a music instrument. Uh, that's the reason behind our instrument fund program is to basically give instruments to students whose families can't afford to buy an instrument for them. That it's going to help in so many ways, emotionally, spiritually, uh, academically, and in some cases physically, as we've learned with a uh, recent student that uh, we were able to get a brand new trombone into his hands so that uh, he's been dealing with um, levels of anxiety and depression. Uh, the thought was that the uh, trombone was causing more damage to his physical body, where we think, and we meaning musicians, who understand how it is to play an instrument like a trombone, know that it's important to exercise the muscle, the heart, exercise the lungs. You don't want to overdo it, of course, but being able to utilize an instrument to help with that also it increases circulation and helps the body to function better. Yeah. So these are things that I hope um, a lot of parents that are listening now will really take hold of and say, you know what, that's a good point, and it'll help the kids. I think I think that's that's great what you said, and you touched on the. Uh... The, uh, the thing that was going on on the 19th. We're recording this in November. It's also going to happen again on the uh, December the 3rd at 7 o'clock. This is with the uh, University of Charleston. Uh, John Christian, who is uh, director of bands at the university, is, is working on this. So let me ask you, Vel, is there an opportunity, if somebody hears about this between now and the, the 3rd of December, uh, that they can engage and they can get in, or is the door closed on this, uh, this particular one? Oh, no. We're actually going to start promoting it again uh if I can get some time today, if not, it'll be tomorrow, to uh, keep the flyer out there on all the social media platforms we utilize on our website. Uh, the registration is still open. Uh, all you have to do is go to uh, org, click on the events page, and there's a button there that says register free. This is a free music workshop that we're mm-hmm. doing online. 
and it's open to uh, students, music students, ages 8 to 18 years of age. Uh, come on and join us and learn about uh, this improvisation and how to get the fear away of being able to stand before an audience or a group of people and play yeah. and uh, just kind of really you know, enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, I'm really so, glad yeah, to we're hear. definitely open for that right now. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. That's December the 3rd, the uh, 2nd. Beginning Improvisation Without Fear uh, with uh, John Christian, Director of Bands at University of Charleston. And uh, that's, of course, a part of the F2F uh, program. F2F is, is, is a relatively new organization. I know we've been, we've been doing this for just a little while. And, and in terms of foundations and organizations, we, we are constantly looking for funding for the programs currently uh, targeting uh, Fort Bend and Houston area youth uh, planning. You know, there's no reason we can't expand this to a to a global endeavor. The foundation also has a long-term goal of having Sugarland recognized as a jazz mecca that offers diverse music repertoire. Uh, and before the pandemic, music programs were being cut. Shoot, so many programs were being cut out of budgets mm-hmm. across Texas. Now, amid COVID-19, funding for music programs is almost non-existent. So. What that means is F2F now is more important uh, than it ever was before to keep this music element. Paula, we're so happy to have you as part of the uh, as part of the um, um, the process of promoting. Also, want to say thanks to our friends at Gilbreth Advertising for for assisting us along the way. And I see this relationship, Bill, as just the beginning of a long-term relationship as F2F grows and grows and grows. But both of you. Uh, represent the industry well uh, as talented creatives, talented musicians, uh, talented uh, industry artists uh, who do great things for uh, the music industry. So we thank you for that. And Bell, uh, we also say thanks for the F2F because uh, this is an important thing that we need to be doing right now. Right now, today, and tomorrow, and in the future. So I I look at this as something that we're going to continue to do. I'm sure that you see that as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ray. It's a pleasure. And Paula, on one you, last Ray. on one last note, thank you for for stepping up today to be a part of our podcast. And uh, don't forget, go vote for Paula so she can win the award. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> this is Faith to Form, the podcast for the F2F Music Foundation. We are so glad you're listening. Now get involved, won't you? Thanks. Mm-hmm.